Rupert Isaacson and Kristen Neff were experiencing the joys of being first-time parents when they had their son Rowan. However, at an early age, they noticed that Rowan was starting to miss important developmental milestones like pointing, using speech, and he would have hysterical fits. At the age of two, Rowan was diagnosed with autism, a brain development disorder. But then there's this great grief that you are saying goodbye to all your parental dreams. The initial reaction is really one of grief. And then for me, there was even this irrational shame not shame of my child, but shame of myself. Like, I have these faulty genetics and I've kind of cursed this child to live as an alien on the planet because of my bad genes. And and these are irrational but understandable reactions. They last for a certain amount of time. Once th- that has gone through a season, you're then in a position to reevaluate and start formulating new dreams. And it's those new dreams that end up taking you to some quite interesting places. The next step for the family was to involve Rowan in some kind of treatment plan. They had tried many of the traditional Western methods, such as applied behavioral analysis, and non-traditional methods, such as chelation. But these treatments did not significantly alter Rowan's symptoms or behavior. Two instances convinced Rupert of what might help Rowan. Rowan's language started it was the moment he got on Betsy the moment I realized okay I I should stop projecting my own agenda onto this he clearly wants to get on the horse he kept going back and back and back and saying horse 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 so I I put a saddle on the horse got up and it was like the cork came out of the bottle with his language it was extraordinary anyhow um, that same year that Rowan was um, diagnosed I had to bring a delegation from southern Africa of Sarno Bushman to the United Nations to protest against the loss of their land um, while the, some of them were, were healers in their culture, while they were here in the U.S., they met Rowan. They casually offered to pray over him and say, oh, sure, why not, you know. Well, for the few days that he was with them, Rowan started to lose some of his behaviors. He started to uh, lose some of his obsessive, repetitive behaviors. He started to point, which was a, a, a milestone he'd missed, a very important one. Um, he began to use some complex language and show his toys to people and so on. So I couldn't help but you know, wonder, oh, look, okay, we're trying every Western therapy under the sun, and we, we continue to even today. We never stopped doing Western therapy. We're not extremists like mm-hmm. that. But it's just that he had this radical and positive response to horses and these shamans. Logically, Rupert thought, the family should travel to Mongolia, the place where nature, horses, and shamans come together. His wife, Kristen, was skeptical of the idea. My wife didn't share my opinion at all. She doesn't really like horses very much, and she was very rationally pointed out, you know, we have a tantruming incontinent kid we're going to go in the middle of the Mongolian steppe with no washing machines and we're going to somehow cope and keep this kid on so she was very resistant Um, but a couple of years later she had seen so much improvement in him with the riding and she had been there when the shamans worked on him originally so her attitude was uh, what she said was well okay if we go and it's a complete disaster. I get to say, I told you so forever. And if there's change, well, then I benefit. So it's win-win for me. <laughs> what happened on their trip went well beyond the family's expectations. Rowan had overcome many of the symptoms plaguing his quality of life. But what did happen, what, Rowan's still autistic, but what did happen was that Rowan was healed by whatever means. 
of these three key dysfunctions that were so impairing his quality of life and ours, his incontinence, his tantruming, and his being cut off from his peers. When we got back, we got back with a child who was still autistic, but without these dysfunctions. Simply, Rupert saw what interested and engaged his son, and he used these things to enter Rowan's world. One doesn't necessarily have to go far. What is the kid trying to show you that they're interested in? And follow that. So if Rowan's interest had been steam trains and bicycles, this story would have been about steam trains and bicycles. I'd have, I'd have taken a, a rail journey across India with him or something or something. You know what I mean? But an adventure that pulls you together based around what the child is trying to show you, that's universal. Well, a town like Waco, you're surrounded by very beautiful nature. There's excellent therapeutic riding places around here. There's a place called Reach, which serves special needs children with horses. There are things that one can do right here without needing to get on a plane and go to Mongolia. Rupert Isaacson's book and the documentary film The Horse Boy recounts the family's Mongolian adventures. At 7 this Thursday evening, a screening of the documentary will be at the Hippodrome Theater in downtown Waco. More information on the movie screening and the full interview with Rupert Isaacson available online at kwbu.org. For KWBU News, I'm Jacqueline Davenport.